Mm -hmm. All right, we are live on Facebook. Hello, Facebook. All right, so let's all share it. We'll start a little conversation. Jamie's our guest today. Dylan's Dylan, you you did get a haircut, but it still it doesn't look like it, right? No, <laughs> no. I, I feel like we could do a whole episode on on you know quarantine hair. That'd be fun. I'm I'm debating what to do. Uh, to be honest, uh, I mean, shave it all um, off. I, I mean that that was my that was that's you know I had it like that for years. Shave it off. Call it a day. It's easier that way. No, um, I'm considering shaving one side of my head since I burnt all my hair. You've been that's, considering that for some time. That's major. Upkeep. I know. Yeah, that's the only thing because like I cut my hair once a year, if that, because I'm not good at being a girl. <laughs> hey Jody. Oh, Hi, I can't Jody. do I can't do a watch party. That's weird. No one wants to watch with I you, Mike. Shared it. I just did a share. Um if you guys are really good, maybe there'll be a baby appearance later. All right. We could do baby appearance. Baby baby's definitely good for some follows and some likes. Right. Right. We'll do a, we'll, maybe we'll do a baby appearance later. Um I'm down. I would love that. <laughs> All right. So topic of today is outdoor events. Uh, we're going to talk about the flow of outdoor events. We're going to talk about how COVID um, and restrictions play into, you know, planning and considerations. Um, we're going to use some examples of some of the outdoor events that we've done ourselves. Then, you know, some of the things we learned from and some of the, uh, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, I guess you could say. Um and you know, we'll do our typical thirty-minute conversation. I'm ready. Nice. I'm ready too. <laughs> Jamie, your, your screen is a little pixelated, but you know, uh, I I hear you fine. So uh, I blame Jordan, even though he's not there. Right? Yeah, it's Jordan's fault. I I blame Jordan. Um, so we we got ten people watching. Let's just jump right into this. What do you think? I'm ready for it. Um, it's, it's a good, it's a good topic. We covered it, uh, in brief about five episodes ago, but I think it deserves a little bit of a better, um, stage. Cause I think we were like distracted before. So let's do that. Mike, you can open it up. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mastering Mitzvahs episode number seven zero. Uh, man, I can't believe we hit 70. Um, we're here today talking about outdoor events, bar and mitzvahs specifically, but I, I have a good feeling that everything we're speaking about is going to be very transferable to uh, micro weddings, indoor, outdoor, you know, not, not indoor, excuse me, but weddings, sweet 16s, any real outdoor event, and um, even holiday parties. And, and Dylan, I, I actually got a phone call yesterday from a client that does an annual holiday party with us, normally indoors, and he said, you know, what do you think about doing my holiday party outdoors, even though it's going to be cold? Maybe I'll do an ice skating rink and, you know, maybe we'll, we'll like, you know, kind of go theme it like an Eskimo party. And, you know, I know we're talking mitzvahs today, but uh, now's the time to be creative. And I was blown away by this guy's, you know, idea. So I, I think it's a great point. And where it starts uh, is first admitting that an outdoor event is good. All yes. right. There's a really weird stigma about outdoor events that they're that they're less formal, that they're less meaningful, and I think we got to squash that right here, right now. Some of my favorite events that we've ever done have been in backyards, in tents, in open air uh, facilities, and I think we got to squash that right here, right now. That 
Outdoor events are cool. They are fun. And when done correctly, are some of the most memorable. Um, Hands down, I'm going to cut you off and agree. Yeah. Most of my most memorable events have been outdoor events. Um, an outdoor event doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a backyard. Think about parks, pavilions, day camps, uh, boats. I mean, there, there are a lot of fun venues that do outdoor events. And uh, before we get too far, let's introduce Jamie, who is hanging on the bottom of the screen there. Um, Should we, Jamie yeah, we Perez. Yes, you, you look great there, Jamie. All right, cool. Um, so, <laughs> I'm yeah, when you, you just fill the audience in on who you are, what you do with Explosive, and you know a little of your background. So, obviously, Jamie Perez um, started out as a dancer, and then my roles kind of grew from there. So now I kind of run the whole photo booth division. Um, I started to DJ during quarantine, so that's pretty cool. Um, I MC. I, I kind of handle it all. I, I do a lot of coordination behind the scenes um, in the office. A lot of the weekday uh, backend work is... A lot, but it's a lot of fun. It's very cool. I, I, you know, I enjoy being a part of people's celebrations um, in, a, in a really intimate way. Um, the behind the scenes is, is actually my favorite part, um, kind of getting the planning rolling. I, I think it's amazing that you're the you know Swiss Army knife that can do so many things. <laughs> but I, I would Jack of all trades. have to agree with you. Your your coordination is bar none and you know, level to detail uh, and note taking and just being on top of the clients is awesome uh, and I, I think that's what helps us succeed in you know what we do hi bruno one second <laughs> uh, just mute your screen jane or we'll mute it for you um so you know dylan uh, do you have a do you have a favorite outdoor event that you've done um so i have, I have a lot of them um and i think that the best ones that i've done have been ones that have been thrown together by uh, the sure, the need of it, okay? Um, I had one event that the venue like closed their doors randomly and they were forced to have an outdoor event in their house. And uh, obviously got, they got refunded all their money, but it ended up becoming where they had to, they were forced to do it. And the mindset was just like, all right, we don't have time to fuss and fight over it. It's now time to just go and do. And in like a matter of six weeks, we turned their entire bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah into an outdoor event in their backyard. Beautiful backyard. Um, we threw a tent on it. We threw a dance floor down. We did all lounge furniture seating. But my favorite part about it was the uh, the ambiance was heels to toe um, or, or head to toe. There you go. Head to yeah. toe um, <laughs> Hawaiian themed. So everyone showed up in luau shirts, and we had bonfires, and we had a pig roast, and it, like it was incredible. And um, I, I loved that one. I, I have an I have an event picture somewhere of it. I'll try to find it, but that's one of my favorites. Uh, another one, and we talked about it last time, is um, the the all sport one. We did we we ran a color war uh, at a day camp uh, for for an event, and that one was just sweet. It was really cool. Uh, an honorable mention was we did one uh, at the Trenton Thunder Stadium Pavilion where it, it was open like the concourse where you would be buying food and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But that's where we had our dance party. And uh, the montage was shown on the Jumbotron and everyone got their foods from the food stands that were in the event space. And then the dancing was just in like a, a little nook outside by the elevators. It was great. So um, those three right there hit home very differently for outdoor events. And I think that it attributes well to the mindset of it. That's 
super cool. Um, the the one that was in the backyard, the first one that you're talking about, Dylan, was, is there you know one thing like with the Hawaiian theme like that stood out that was really cool that they did? Really oh well? yeah, the pig roast. <laughs> they did, a, yeah. they did a, the caterer did an actual pig roast. They got what, a full pig, auto rotisserie, a, a, a kosher pig. It was not a kosher pig. Yeah, it was not a kosher pig. <laughs> this this fa- this family was uh was very different from the the typical kosher. Uh, like they, they were like, listen, we know that this is not kosher, but hell we're doing it, it anyway. The theme. <laughs> right. So they, they had, they had a big pig roast that it was literally roasting in their driveway. And it was like a great conversation piece as people were walking up. Cause really, so it, it's a great point. Cause I, I want to talk about this is when you consider having an event at your home, you need to know where the caterer is going to go. Okay. So it needs to either be in your garage. They need to be able to, you know, tent off your driveway they need to be able to bring a hotbox car or truck, um, or you have to have a food truck. Well, this family had a big enough garage that the caterer was able to set up all of their stations in the garage. And then outside on their front lawn, they had a pig just roasting on a fire. That's awesome. Oh, very cool. Jamie, do you have a favorite outdoor event? Um, actually, I have two. Um, one was a backyard uh, in Marlboro. I'm lying to you. Morganville. Um, and it was it didn't really have a theme per se. It was more just a color scheme that she was running with. Everything was all shades of purple and lilac. But they did such a beautiful job with, you know, the decorations and the flowers. And they had the balloon arches. And they did a really nice job. And the first half was actually a pool party. So they actually, you know, they had a huge backyard. Um, but the pool party was kind of just for the kids. Um, and, you know, our dancers were in the pool with them. And it was very engaging. They did, you know, pool games. It was a lot of fun very much informal for the first like hour and a half then she went upstairs she changed she got her hair done she did her makeup really quick and she came down in this big beautiful purple dress and then from there we went into the more traditional yeah there she is family (laughs) we went into the more traditional formalities um the grand entrance was different it was cool because it kind of came from inside the house and then they came down the patio down the stairs and you kind of had the family waiting there, which was, it was really cool. It was very different. Um, they also had the the bottle dancers. I don't know if you remember that, Mike. That was mm-hmm. that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> very different. Um, so this party, funny story, they had so much that we kind of kept pulling all the power. So luckily, one of our entertainers, uh, shout out to Dom, also works for... Uh, JCPNL, if I'm not mistaken. So he went in and actually like rewired the house that we could continue to have the party. It was, he's also another jack of all trades. <laughs> he can do it all. <laughs> so you, you know, so that, uh, you, one, that one was really cool. You're jumping just you a, a, you're jumping just a tad ahead of, um, you know, where I want to go with this in, you know, there's definitely some considerations. Dylan, look at that shirt, man. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> for for those that are listening to the podcast and not watching it, you got to see this thing. And uh, Dylan, do you still have that shirt somewhere? Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. You probably I still, do. I definitely still have that shirt. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we definitely want to get into, you know, things to think about and pitfalls and, you know, perks. Um, but outdoor parties are awesome. And, you know, Dylan, I think you were going in this direction. Also, they don't necessarily have to be dance parties, you know. In in, um, I was talking with a planner. Uh, oh God, I don't remember who it was a couple of days ago, and just you know, tradition tells you you're going to have a party. You need to dance. There needs to be a dance floor, and that's what we've known. But what we've known is now the past, and what we are going to know 
is changing. So, you know, a party doesn't have to be geared around dancing. Um, this past weekend was very eye-opening for me on Facebook. I'm just all of a sudden seeing pictures of these weddings, left and right, pop-up wedding, backyard wedding, front porch wedding, and beach ceremonies. I, yeah, I'm so happy that people are finally celebrating. You know, like agreed. I feel really bad for the families that have delayed once, twice, sometimes three times. There's no sight. There's no end in sight to some of these families of when they're going to delay. So some people just say, I want to have my party, even if it looks different. And I, I fully commend them all for embracing it. And, uh, man, you could do such cool things. Dylan, so, you look like you want to jump in. Yeah, and I want to jump in just by saying it's a mindset. It's a mindset. And if you want to hold out and wait a year or two, I mean, you might reschedule two or three times, um, we will back you up. And we will say, this will end. We will party again in whatever fashion that's going to look like. But for the families who are itching for some good news in their life and some good vibes in their life, let's shift your mindset a little bit. And let's talk about the ways that you can throw a great outdoor celebration. Um, Mike, was it a part of your agenda today to go over step-by-step the things to consider? Or were we just going to talk about, you know, grand scheming of what makes a good outdoor event? Because there are tips and tricks that I have in my bag um, when someone says an outdoor event, there are just questions that I fire up, like as a coordinator and as a planner and as someone who has that mindset that it needs to be considered. So uh, you, that- you, you're, you're like reading my mind. Um, <laughs> before you jumped in the stream, Jamie and I were talking and I think what we should do right now, let's just jump into it, is a systematic approach of what to do if you're planning a, a outdoor party of any extent. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm stressing of any extent, um, so starting with, you know, you send out your invitations and, and you know, even if you had to send out a, um, a revised invitation or an evite, you know, put in there first off what the expectations are and, and start with, you know, this is an outdoor party. You will be under a tent or, you know, let them know how to dress. Um, before, before you even do that. Okay. You look up uh, noise ordinance and social clearances of your township. You can yeah. get that by going to your own town hall or talking to a police station. Um, so if you're having it in your home, there's noise ordinance. If you're having it in a public park, there are time codes. Um, so you want to find out what it takes to be allowed to do those things. Okay. Um, if you're going to be having it in your backyard, the noise is going to be the number one thing. So let your development know that you're throwing these parties between this time and this time. And that means that if the noise ordinance starts at uh, at 10 p.m., then your event ends at 10 p.m. That's okay. That's not bad. Right. It's not bad. You right. move it up a little bit. It's fine. Right. So I, before you even start talking about what your guests to expect, you need to know what to expect. That, so talk a, to your township. That's a really good point. So so in the planning stage and, and, and you know, backyard parties are, are number one, are most important to work with a professional. Like – Start start with event planners and you know professionals, entertainers. Make sure you're dealing with people that know what they're doing because there is a lot more involved doing a house event. Um, I want to just Andrea, our, you know, our, our great friend, jumped in here, and she she says, you know, we had a mini birthday party last night. Did a basketball clinic for an hour, and then soft serve ice cream, can jam, football catch, cornhole, and then uh, the kids did skits. Music was blasting. We had the best time. It was low key. Very fun. Can definitely do this for mitzvahs too. And and Andrew, you hit the nail on the head. Yep. Yep. That like, sounds to me like a, that sounds to me like a night at camp. 
Yeah, uh, straight up. Um, so yeah, start start with the planning process, right? Start with, you know, in your mind, what time is this going to be? Who do I need to invite? How many people do I need to invite? Um, am I holding this at my house or am I holding this elsewhere? So yes, Dylan, you're right there. Um, Jamie, any suggestions on your wording for um, attire or, you know, just giving people the right mindset on, you know, what to expect on an invitation level? I mean, it really kind of depends on the vibe you're going for. If you want it to be more low key and, you know, be fun with it. I think people think it needs to be so serious. Like these are your friends and your family. Like these are the people that understand you the most, you know? So I think just being open and honest. And if you, you want people to wear a specific thing, there's, it, it's your party. If, and if it's a hundred degrees, if my best friend said, I'm still going to have my kids party and I still want it to be black tie in the backyard. I'm still going to wear a long gown to their house because it's, it's not about us as guests. It's about the family. Um, so I think just, you know, being, being open and honest and just telling them what you want just and make it fun, you know? So, so the party that Emily's party that we were talking about before that, that party was two staged. They, the kids came early mm -hmm. and swam and then it turned into more of a formal event. What was the attire and, and how, do you know how they conveyed that information? Um, I didn't actually see their invites. Um, I, I do know that for the kids portion, it did say, you know, bring your bathing suit and, and you know, be prepared to, you know, get your hair wet. And, and then after that, to be prepared to change and, and do all of, of those things. Um, but you know, everybody kind of, the kids are different. You know, me personally, I probably wouldn't jump in and get my hair wet because I would take too long to then get ready for the party after that. But kids are different. They're like, oh, you know, they had fun and our dancers were, were in there. I remember there's in the video, Darren's like sitting there like this, all the kids were splashing him. It was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't see the, the invite per se to see what they wrote specifically. Um, okay. But I know that the, the guests after that were wearing, um, you know, like cocktail dresses. It was, uh, it was like a semi-formal. Yeah, we did, we did um, a couple. Um, and that was at the end of August, so it was hot. We did, we did a couple pool parties. I mean, uh, it's funny before I was ever a, a, a big shot here at explosive. Uh, I was a lifeguard. I was a lifeguard for almost 10 years. And, um, that was, that got wind and, and they wanted me to host a pool event because I had a lifeguard background and an entertainment background. So uh, really what you end up saying, perfect. what you end up saying is something along the lines of, um, a bot mitzvah day at the pool. Or something along those lines where you don't leave yeah. anything up to the imagination. I know that we really want to get caught up in the yeah, um, in the fun in the fun verbiage and the rhymes and the skeins, the 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 je the gems and jeans, right? Or the the jeans and jerseys. Like you want to get caught up in the alliteration and the theming and the, and, and I want to say that that's all fun, but you don't want to miss the mark when you have expectations of swimming or heat. Um, I mean, I know that I did. Um, <laughs> I'll find the photo for you guys, but I did a bar mitzvah on, on ice where we had people show up in suits and we did a bar mitzvah on an ice skating rink and people showed up in suits because they weren't clear. So, um, it, it's just, when it comes to those special, those specialty ideas, you need to be clear. And if you don't want to put it directly on the, the invitation, put it in the insert, put it in the insert, Yeah. you know, dress attire insert. Here's what to expect. I mean, it's just be clear. You don't want to screw yeah, that up. Perfect. Yeah, that makes that makes a good point. So now let's fast forward a little bit and it's the day of the party. You know, your professionals are all in place. They've done everything they need to do. Jamie, you, you made a huge point that 
I think we glanced over before, but electric, um, mm -hmm. you know, make sure that you have the right power situation, that you have the right bathroom situation. Um, let, let's kind of dive into that. And, you know, just starting systematically, you know, when guests pull up, you know, six months ago, you, you would have been expected to have a, you know, really good parking situation and or valet. I think right now valet is a non-issue because you don't want strangers in your car touching anything. So to some extent, you know, you, you kind of have a reprieve because you get to save the money. You don't have to pay for valet. <laughs> uh, but you should have, back to the invitation or the evite, some clear explanation in advance of where cars are parking. Um, and then when they get there, put some signage out, like the little yard signs like that realtors use for an open house. Get a couple of them that says, you know, Jonathan's parking, you know, or, or you know, have fun with it. Um, and, you know, and then from there, the entrance, you know, like the arrival, there should be some sort of wow arrival. Um, and yeah, I think we talked a couple weeks ago about the, the bucket drummers that we used at a, a backyard party. I mean, that set the tone. People walked up a driveway, there were bucket drummers, there was uh, lit up cubes on the driveway. Right. Th yeah. Think about, think about, um, uh, the international sign for party is balloons on a mailbox. Uh, <laughs> you need to triple that. Okay. And people have gotten really good about it. They do those like big signs right now with, uh, with stakes in the ground for the front lawn that says, you know, happy bar mitzvah or happy zoo mitzvah or whatever they're doing right now. Um, take that a step further as well. I mean, like I've seen an amazing way to do it uh, that'll cost damn near nothing. You uplight the front of the house. We have yeah. waterproof uplights that can be DMX, that can fade the whole house. Um, and my house, and I'll, I'll take a video of this here, but my house is the envy of all of my neighbors during Halloween and Christmas because I uplight the front of my house and program the entire light show to go off every hour. So we can get creative with it, okay? Um, there should be no question what house is yours the day of your party. Right. No right. question. No no question at all. Um, and, and that's where the theme plays in. I mean, uh, you know, your hula, your, your Hawaiian event, Dylan, I, I would have had, you know, uh, hula girls putting lays on guests, you know, upon arrival. And oh yeah, you know, they have that. They have okay, that. you know, like, I, and, and now maybe with COVID, you don't want to do that. So you know, maybe you you have just hula dancers on the driveway, or you have a, a fire dancer. You know, like wow factor when people arrive, just so they realize, you know what, this is gonna be fun. This isn't gonna be this corny backyard party. You know what? And, and I, I'm all about you know starting with a wow. Agreed. Uh, Absolutely. Any, and uh, Jamie, anything gonna, to add there? I was going to say, it's kind of off topic a little bit here. Um, another thing, you know, with what's going on uh, right now to have sanitation stations. Yes. Throughout the backyard, wherever you know, your venue is. Um, just keeping people comfortable, um, I think, is really important. I think people still have that fear. So just... Seeing that, like, you know, we, we did a we did a house party over the weekend. It wasn't a mitzvah. It was just a regular birthday party. And they had, when I tell you, sanitation stations everywhere. Like, and that was that was cool to see. Yeah. To make sure that they have their guests feel comfortable. You got to be socially responsible. Um, Absolutely. The best way. Checking temperatures at the door. The the best way to do that without being, without being without driving yourself nuts, is everything that you want to do. Think about how does a guest go about doing that. If you're going to have a buffet line, are you going to have servers or are you going to have sanitation? If you're going to have plated meals, are you going to have servers or are you going to have it hot boxed out? So you want to come up with a way that um, drives the event where I as a guest can be safe every step of the way. 
Let me give you an example. My example is when I, uh, you know, you guys know that before we had the baby, I mean, and even now, we were, we were like locked down, quarantine. Like, it sucked. We didn't <laughs> yeah. see anyone. And about three weeks ago, we, um, we kind of broke our quarantine and went to my aunt's house for a barbecue. And it was socially distant and everything like that. But we were playing can jam and between throws, we wore gloves and between throws, we sanitized. Like, so if you're going to have an outdoor activity, can you sanitize that outdoor activity? And mm -hmm. if you don't want to be responsible for doing that, hire someone to do it. Right. Okay. We talked about it maybe five or six episodes ago where when we're going to go out with our games, with our papa shots, with our, with our hoops, with our foosball, the attendant is not only going to be keeping the peace, but now it's also going to be doing the sanitation of it. So you just want to walk through you as a guest or you as the host, what, what does it look like every time you take a step to the next thing? Right. So the food, to the bathroom, to the activity, to the dancing, whatever it's going to look like. So I, I want to talk about food. Yeah, a lot of you know I had a catering background. Like, I love when people think out of the box. And, and you said buffet before, Dylan. I don't think a buffet. I don't think we're going to see a buffet for a long time. I agree. Um, I think I misspoke there. So, but now's the opportunity to think of fun food and fun presentations. So, you know, if do do you know Chinese food in the to go walk, uh, you know, boxes, little boxes, yeah. Yep, and I mean that that's virtually a sealed item you know so you have a server with a tray in these to to go containers with you know lo mein in it or, or you know pot stickers um you know you could do pizza slices in the pizza boxes and have fun with it food trucks are awesome um you know walk up to a food truck and get a fresh item right off the grill or right off of the oven whatever it is that they're making um food doesn't have to be formal it does they, not, and, and it could be more fun and more memorable that way. There are some right. really cool food trucks out there. <clears throat> I saw a creme brulee food truck in February. Mm -hmm. um, I saw a cereal and milk food truck. Um, I've seen some cool ones. Before we jump into the rest of the food, because, Mike, you, you're on a roll, Andrea brings up a really good point that sanitation makes people feel safe. And I've said it on this podcast before. We It's less about how risky – uh, it is to go out and be with each other. It's we are now fighting a second war, which is um, the feeling of safety. So make your sanitation stations and the act of being socially safe very apparent. Right. Don't let that. Don't let that be like a hidden thing. A lot of times we want like some of those background elements to like kind of be off to the wayside. Don't let that slide. Let that be on the forefront. I know it's weird. But you can make a joke out of it and you can brand it too. Like yeah. I saw cocktail butlers on one of the events handing out customized hand sanitizer bottles that everyone had their own hand sanitizer bottle that clipped <laughs> into it. Um, I saw another really cool idea from our friends out in California where they gave out fanny packs. And in the fanny pack that was branded was hand sanitizer, a mask. Um, uh, I don't That's remember fun. if it was a pair of gloves or anything, but every kid got one. So they That's walked cool. around with their hand sanitizer on their person the whole time. It, it made it a fun joke. Yeah. yeah but a I, safe one at that. I, a safe a one. <laughs> a photographer friend of mine said he shot a wedding this past weekend in somebody's backyard. And normally, you know, you have your silver wrapped in a napkin. The silver was wrapped in a monogrammed face mask. I thought that was really cool too. Um, and, and, you know, maybe depending on the menu, you don't necessarily need silverware that's going to be out on the table in open air and exposed. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with uh, disposables, you know, especially there's really nice disposables. And, and again, play it into the theme. Um, 
you know, lots of cool stuff can happen. Um, so, you know, let's talk about entertainment. I, I you know, uh, the, the no dance floor item is really a hot mm. button right now. Um, I, first off, I, may, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway in this podcast. <laughs> but you don't need a dance floor to dance. Uh, you know, of course it's nicer. And, you know, if you're wearing heels, you, you do. But if you're doing a backyard party and, you know, you expect some dancing, but you don't want to, like, open up the floodgates, you don't necessarily need to put a dance floor down. Yeah, I agree. I, I've seen I've seen guests dance on chairs. I've seen guests dance mm-hmm. in pools. Um, I've seen guests dance on – ready? I told you I would find it. I've seen guests dance on ice skating rinks. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> nice. okay. And they're they're, they're wearing ice skates. Yeah, no, I I had a I had a I played hockey for like fifteen years, so it was a no brainer. Um, people will dance if there's good music and there's a good vibe, uh, even if it's toe tapping. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we I don't think I mean I don't know how legally it is, but like I I don't know if if we say put your hands up if you're not on a dance floor, can you put your hands up? Yeah, you can. So <laughs> it's one of, it's one of those things where. Where if you want a good time, you can have a good time. Don't don't overthink it. Um, that actually reminds me of um, a mitzvah we did at um, Fairbridge, and it was called Camp Sam after you know yep. Sam obviously, and it was mostly playing within the campgrounds, like on the zip lines and on the bumper cars, and playing the activities on the basketball courts, and we had speakers set up throughout the park, and the kids were dancing everywhere. They're putting their hands up when they're going down the zip line. Like they're shooting their basketball hoops and they're they're still dancing. Like you don't exactly you don't need a dance floor. So to so dance the point and have a good time. The point there is dancing doesn't necessarily mean you have to be on top of each other on a parquet hardwood dance floor. Um, you know, people can dance up at the deck at the patio by the pool. Like it, it just you know, music now is going to be much more atmospheric. Um, but don't downplay the importance of that. And, and I, again, I actually a, a planner friend of mine um, posted it the other day on Facebook that she's you know promoting a you know micro wedding package, and you know she'll help find the venue and set it up and find the entertainment. And you know I, I commented because I said, well, I'm concerned that people are not going to want good entertainment. They're going to say, you know what, if this is a small event, I could just you know pop on my iPod. And she said, no, Mike, just the contrary. I think now more than ever you a good dj has to really show and rise from the occasion because you have a harder task you know like, you know you got to keep the atmosphere fun without the ease of dancing um, yeah dancing know, is dancing is easy you're right you're right dancing is easy and like our, our whole show's gonna have to change you know what i mean like our number one rule at entertainers is to bring everybody closer together to get that energy so having good entertainment and being able to flip the script completely and, and still make it fun and, and memorable and enjoyable is, is huge. So I, I want to just talk about venue for a moment. And um, we've spoken in the past about the bar bits that we did at a country club outdoors. And, and here's one of the pictures from it. This was so awesome. So first off, the family did not want to have everybody at their house and nobody will blame you as a, as a host or hostess for, deciding you don't want people at your house. You know, yes, they could wreck your lawn. Maybe you don't have parking. Maybe you got neighbors that, you know, just won't agree with the situation. But um, there are incredible venues with tents. um, And a lot of them are 
I would say three season venues, you know, uh, especially here in New Jersey. Um, and I, I Rutgers gardens is like a unknown or secret around here. Um, where we, we did an incredible wedding at Rutgers gardens, which is like, I, I believe it's their, um, where they, the students actually study, you know, the students are going for like botanical studies, like study farming and, and, you know, agriculture. agriculture. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, but they have this incredible pavilion that looks like it's a park and it's attached to this little old um, uh, cottage and it, it, it's set up perfectly for parking and catering. Um, but, you know, what this picture here is showing is that you could do a fun party outdoors and, you know, this picture, for those that can't see it, um, is, you know, two kids playing a boardwalk-style game. You can tell the kids are definitely six feet apart from each other. Um, it's basically like a whack-a-mole kind of game. They're wearing airbrush uh, sweatshirts, which were the party favor that we gave out there. And, again, that's a socially distant activity. You go over to the airbrush artist. You tell them what they want. And you could watch him or her paint your, you know, favors right there in person. Um this party was so much fun. I, I have another picture I want to share here of it uh, as well. And I think it's this one. Um, virtual reality roller coaster. I mean, like, we turned this whole country club into a boardwalk, we'll call it. Uh, and everything that you can imagine on a boardwalk was there. And uh, this country club had incredible space. The party happened to be, I think, the week after Labor Day, if I remember correctly. Um, and... The reason why they did it then is that the, the pool area closes to the public after Labor Day. So the family was able to take advantage still of the warmer, nicer weather. Uh, so, th you know, think out of the box is the point. You know, summertime right. event, it doesn't always have to be a summertime event. This was a September event. We've done plenty of October backyard parties. Uh, you know, I, I would love to see like a Halloween hayride kind of themed bar bat mitzvah. Yeah, we've... Uh... Halloween ones are so much fun. I did one last year because I think it was last year or two years ago. Halloween fell on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. And it was by far the best themed event I did all that year. It happened to be Val Felgoys from Let's Party with Val's Kid, uh, one of the bigger decorators in the in the area for the Philadelphia side. But, like, damn, man, that was awesome. Between having, like, thriller dancers show up, it was just really cool. But um, I want to touch on something that you mentioned earlier that I don't think a lot of people think about. Um, by having your event at your house, it doesn't make it easier and it doesn't take the load off of you in any capacity in terms of, um, ease of use. If you put a dance floor down, you're going to have a lawn care bill afterwards. So know that budget mm -hmm. for that. Okay. I have had, unfortunately, a family blame us for a dance floor that went down and they didn't expect it to ruin their lawn. It doesn't ruin their lawn. It just needs to get reseeded and aerated. So you got to budget that in, all right? Another thing that you want to consider is that you have um, – you're going to need to probably purchase a generator. If you're, if you're really smart about it, you're going to purchase a generator, you know, so that's a part of the bill. Um, you're going to need extra staff just in security. So there's a lot of things that venues do for you that you don't even realize they do, like security, like having adequate power, like having clean bathrooms, where, like, you may not want people in your house and you may want to rent one of those bathroom trucks, Okay, yeah. that show up to your house and they're they're, they're beautiful. They're not porta potties. They're like they're luxury bathrooms. We have yeah, them at like a, we have see it like concerts mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So 
I, I want to just mention that because you, you, you talked about it earlier, Mike, is that the liability is now falling on you and where you will save a lot of money in certain aspects, you're going to spend the extra dollars. So I don't want anyone to have a false sense of budgeting when it comes to having an event at your house. Dylan, event insurance is so important to begin with, but if you're doing a party at your home, event insurance is 10 times more important. It's a great um, takeaway. Right. I, I would not do a party at my house without having a insurance policy. And they're cheap. It's like maybe 200 bucks, you know, depending on what it covers. But, uh, you know, it, it saves you in so many liabilities. Um, I think where you're going, though, Dylan, is a, is a good transition as maybe we – take it there for uh, to close out our, our cast for the day is work with your caterers, work with the venues. If you already have parties planned and see what outdoor alternatives they have. I have been seeing some awesome creative uses of spaces lately online that, you know, venues that would have in the past done cocktail hour outdoors and then party indoors. They're now doing the whole thing outdoors. You know, what was their cocktail hour space? They're moving around. Um, Hamilton Manor, I got to shout them out. Their their outdoor space is amazing, and now they're just so they're funny. doing full weddings out there. Um, Battleground, I just heard, is using their uh, patio for full events, and their Battlegrounds patio is amazing. I actually used to think it was uh, underused. You know, they they have this gorgeous patio out, out off of the um, ballroom that, for the most part, was just like the place that smokers went like it you know like right. it, it but it, the space was so awesome so now they're using that for parties um you know i there's any wise venue right now is trying to figure out what to do with their space and whether it's a tent whether it's a pavilion you know um talk to them see how they can help you because dylan you made a good point do you want your grass ruined do you want bathrooms you know uh you know porta potties uh, on your lawn uh where are you parking cars? What about the neighbors? What about the noise? Um, if you could still use a venue and let them take all those headaches off your plate, that's awesome. Um, swim clubs too. I know Howell Point Swim Club. They do parties and Howell Point is gorgeous. Um, hey, insider information. Uh, every single day camp that's closed for the summer is looking for work. Yep. If you have a day camp that you love or an overnight camp that you love. Yep. A sports center that you go to, call them. Call them. They have a kitchen yeah. already built in. They have all of your outdoor space you could ever want. In most cases, they're secluded. Uh, call them. <laughs> call and them right they now. don't. They don't even need to be sheltered or, or closed because, you know, a lot of them do parties on weekends. Even if they're Monday through Friday, campers are there, or you know, maybe they do something at night. So yeah, I, you know. I, I actually think that we could probably have five more podcasts just on this topic. I mean, like we're, yeah, we're just flowing. Let, let's round robin though. Um, you know, Jamie, any any last minute takeaways you want to share with people? Ooh, put me on the spot. <laughs> um, I think just doing your research um, is is obviously you know kind of a given. Um, and just, just making sure that, you know, all your bases are covered. Um, I didn't even really think about, you know, the lawn thing, uh, you know, what Dylan said with the dance floor. Um, but to some people, that's not really, like, the biggest deal in the world. Like, me personally, like, I, mean, I don't have a house. I have a condo, so I don't have a yard. But a few years ago, for my birthday, I did throw a backyard party for myself. And I destroyed my parents' lawn with this, like, 60-foot slip and slide because I didn't think that it would roast under the sun, and it did. My dad was furious. <laughs> but at the end of the day, did he really care that much? No, he 
think he did the same thing you said. He just reseeded it and, it, and called it a day. <laughs> hey, Dylan, you got any takeaways? My takeaway is <clears throat> outdoor events are still just expensive. They're still expensive. Yes. So I want I want the clients who are ready to consider making their event happen outdoors that you will save money in a lot of places, but to do it right without cutting corners, it's going to be expensive. So by no means am I telling you you can't do it and you can't do it on a budget, but I'm also saying that a big takeaway is by doing enough of these is to realize that it's still expensive and anything that you think you would spend on a, a catered event in a hall is just redistributed somewhere different when it comes somewhere to an outdoor else. event. So that's my big takeaway is curb your expectation to understand what you're getting yourself into. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm going to leave it with the motivational piece here that if it were me, I would want the party. I would, I would rather do the party in an alternative way than keep delaying. So find a way to have a party. Um, I think, you know, whether you're celebrating, you know, your son or daughter becoming a bar bat mitzvah or whether you're celebrating a wedding or you're celebrating a sweet 16, it's not as meaningful if you're doing it a year later. It almost feels like a chore. And, and you know, maybe I'm trying to predict, but I know, you know, I was excited to get married. And, I, you know, I, I, you know, we've talked to many sweet 16 girls that you say, I don't want a sweet 16 when I'm 17. So do it. Like nobody's saying don't do it. Just have a different outlook on what it will look like. Um, right. That is perfectly acceptable. Um, I think the world does need to get out and celebrate right now. Just, you know, Absolutely. I, I'm putting this in big, bold letters. Just do it responsibly. Um, yeah, and trust so, your professionals. Look to your professionals and your vendors for advice and for help. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're itching to help. I'm itching to plan parties. <laughs> yeah, we and we have some time right now on our hands, so let's do it. So anyway, I think we should close this one out. Uh, episode 70 of Mastering Mitzvahs. Jamie, it was a pleasure having you. Dylan, Thank you for me. good to have you back. It's been. Uh, uh, can you see the Can you see the bags under my eyes? Yeah, you haven't gotten Show any us sleep. The baby. <laughs> uh, no uh, baby appearance, huh? Z, can we have the baby? No, no. <laughs> uh, I, I'm hoping they're both sleeping. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll do like a 10 second countdown here to for baby appearance. Um, but great, great podcast. Oh, he's running. He's getting this kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the answer? Sleeping? Yeah, she's like... sleeping and Z just told me with, with the with the craziest eyes. She's like, Don't touch her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, great podcast, guys. Jamie, thank you for joining in. Uh Jordan couldn't sit in today and we're happy to have you. Um and for anybody planning, feel free to reach us out, you know, reach out xeevents.com. Any one of the three of us uh would be more than happy to help answer questions, give some guidance, and uh, help you plan your big day. So, Arrivederci, all. Peace. <laughs>